Well, oh, did you hear that? Yeah. I've never heard that before. Um, <laughs> well, so this meeting is being recorded. Okay. Well, hello, Sarah. How are you? Hi, I'm good, thank you. I'm good. Good, good, good. We haven't done one of these for a few weeks again, have we? Life has seemed to have gone. No. Been a little bit busy. Who knows what's going on? Sun's been out. I'm a little bit red. But you are, yeah. <laughs> I what are you the, doing? I opened the fridge earlier to get some milk out from the coffee, <laughs> and uh, I didn't have my uh, sun cream on, so it's it's, it's knackered me up a little bit. I'm a bit red. I'm a little bit red. Okay, right. I've got no idea what we're talking about today. So this is going to be an exciting one for me as well. <laughs> Sometimes I pretend that I don't know what we're talking about, but I gen genuinely have no idea. So, Sarah, what are we going to be discussing today? Does that mean I'm going to be doing all the talking? Well, I've got my notepad like usual, so I'm going to, while I'm enjoying funny pictures and that, I will, uh, I'll be writing stuff down and, and, yeah, maybe. Okay, well, there's a couple of things I wanted to talk about. Um, mainly under the umbrella of talking about anti-diet culture and um, whether it's gone too far. I don't know if people notice, maybe it's just in, in our industry and what we're looking at online, but there's a lot of people out there in these anti-diet tribes, if you like, um, putting their message out there that, you know, dieting is wrong and wanting to lose weight is wrong and things like there's... Um, you know, putting calorie contents on menus and there's a big uproar about that and the, um, you know, the social media world. But it's it's almost like we can't openly talk about weight loss anymore because we're scared of saying the wrong thing. And our jobs, are we're fat loss coaches and yet we're told that, you know, counting calories is obsessive and it doesn't work. But actually, it's not like that. It's an educational tool and we're here to help people and if fat loss is their goal, then that's okay. You know, it doesn't, it can be about health. It can be about the way you look. It can be about fitness. It can be about anything you like, but it just feels like we, we can't talk about it anymore. We can talk about our mental health. We can talk about our physical health, but we can also promote weight loss in a healthy and kind of educated way. And I think the problem is there's people out there discouraging all people not to diet. Now, I realize that, you know, if you've got an eating disorder, then that's a completely different story. But, you know, they're talking about, you know, body shaming isn't just about, you know, fat people. Smaller people get shamed. And I think there are people getting shamed for wanting to lose weight or smaller people even wanting to be thinner. You know, and I agree that, that language is important. But however... I think we should be able to say what we want. You know, I, I think the anti-diet culture kind of is, is really biased. And, you know, this whole lot, you know, it's okay that you've gained weight during lockdown. Yes, that's fine. But it's also okay that if you haven't, you know, it's not a competition. And, you know, I know losing weight it, it can be about improving your health. But it can also be about looking better. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. And we're allowed to have our own opinions about that. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what your reason is. If you're doing it in a sensible approach, then it's your decision, you know? And we're, we're, they're not talking about anti-fad diet. They're talking about diets in general. So I think it's important. It's a, it's a privilege to be able to educate yourself on nutrition and calories and maintaining a healthy weight. 
So I think it's important. It's an important discussion that that we should be able to have. And I think, you know, often you say to your friends, oh, I'm not doing, I'm not having X, Y, Z because I'm trying to lose weight, you know, and we shouldn't be ashamed to say that, you know, no one bets an eyelid if you're down the pub downing a bottle of wine. But the minute you say, no, I'm not drinking tonight because I'm trying to lose weight, people lose their shit, you know, so which is why, you know, we, we have this group, which is good, because not everybody is supportive, but at least here in this group, you know, we're all here for the same reason. But when people say to you, oh, you know, you don't need to lose weight, it's like, well, why are you making a decision over my body? So, and I think sometimes prioritizing your own health often makes other people feel guilty that they're not prioritizing theirs. So, so yeah, so I just, I just think, you know, with, we're not trying to change people's views, but we are trying to educate people. And, you know, so what if somebody wants to change their body because they're unhappy the way we look? Well, you know, health is important. Um, Sometimes, even if you don't have a health concern, you know, it's okay to change your appearance. Um, So yeah, I just think there's nothing wrong with this. It's not just about vanity, you know, we, you know, we, we, we want to change our appearance and, and, you know, for a variety of reasons. So I just think this message of this anti-diet brigade has got a bit muddled. Like I said, it's not the same as anti-fad diet. You know, everything we do is based around, you know, an individual and what's best for them. We're not promoting fad diets. We're educating people with, you know, behavior change and habits and actually diets usually has very little to do with it. Um, we're creating long-term you know lifestyle changes so I just think that you know there's a lot of negative connotations for people when they go on a diet because you know it's well I think it's perceived as doing something totally different from what you'd normally do and actually you're just improving your current diet and maybe eating a bit less than normal but I think it's an individual choice and I think you know just because you're dieting, it doesn't mean that you aren't creating a healthier lifestyle for yourself and learning about your own body positivity. So, you know, calorie counting isn't for everybody. I, I get that. But if you want to do it, you're allowed to do it. Well, and, you know, there's there's many different ways you can have a healthier lifestyle without calorie counting. It's your choice. <laughs> you agree? There's quite a lot on this one, what you just said there. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we can say what we want to say. It's up to everyone else whether they get offended or not, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So, no, let's call a spade a spade on that one. Um, and you know, it's you just mentioned about. So I, I wrote a few points. So health. If you're overweight and you you want to be health conscious, and you probably do need to lose weight. Now, all the evidence is is backing that weight loss increases health. So if you are overweight, losing like 5% of your body weight increases your health markers as well. And, you know, there's a point which you mentioned here about counting calories. The first thing I thought about, you know, when, when people go, oh, you don't need to count calories. But if you don't understand what is in a calorie or you don't understand what a calorie is, you don't understand how much cal- many calories are in certain foods, you wouldn't cross a road without looking left or right. Yet people think that when they go into nutrition, they go, well, yeah, I don't need to count calories. I don't even need to know what's in the back of it, on, on the back of his food. And also with people going on about how 
people putting a few numbers on a bit of a, on a, on a, a menu is becoming offensive. Why is it? What? Well, if you don't want to read the numbers for starters, don't read them. You know, if, if you want to be more aware of, okay, there's 300 calories in this meal, maybe, you know, there's something that's entirely up to the choice of a person who is reading it. Now we need to put on, um, like, what is it? On fucking detergent. Now do not drink. Yeah. So if we need to put on do not drink on bleach, what's the problem with putting on this food has loads of calories in it? You know, yeah. people are stupid enough well, to drink bleach. But, you know, we've got, you know, if we're going to be a little bit of aware and this, you know, like, let's <laughs> let's go about with what you just mentioned a moment ago about um, can't say what you want. Let's go straight down. <laughs> let's go straight down. About what? Let's go straight down this road here. Um, the anti-diet brigade, always, you don't see many lean people in the anti-diet brigade. Now, then, the bigger question to this point is, are these people really anti-diet, or is it just have they failed a lot of times at trying to change their lifestyle, but now they're like, well, I, I'm happy being this way. Like, And, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'll go out on a limb here, but... I haven't spoke to many overweight people who, when you get into a deep conversation with them about weight, ever go, I am happy. Now, everybody I've spoke to who's got a fair bit of weight to lose always says to me, I pretend I'm happy because that's how I perceive I've got to be. I'm the big one. So everybody goes, oh, you know, um, what's the word? What was, what's this saying? I can't think of it. Chubby and cheerful or whatever it is. But we go, you know, but deep down I'm not. So now, you know, and there was that doctor who did the anti-diet brigade um, who went on yeah. TV the other week saying that about weight loss is bad. No, being overweight is bad. It's bad for your health. You know, it's bad for a lot of time for your mental health. It's bad for, you know, for long-term diseases. We, we know these, these are facts. Now, to tell people you shouldn't be dieting is actually dangerous. Basically, you may as well tell somebody to drink drive because you're actually giving somebody a bit of dangerous advice that later on down their life can, in, in turn, can kill them. Whereas if you go, look, you know, if you want to be, you know, overweight, by all means, that's, that is your choice. But at least with being overweight, know that, what you're doing is you're not making, you know, you, you, it's, it's now acceptable to criticise smokers. Smokers have to go outside. It's now acceptable to, you know, if somebody drinks drives, because years ago it used to be acceptable. But now suddenly it's not, it's now going, well, you can't tell somebody about the weight unless they're skinny. Then you can tell them about their weight. Oh, you need to eat a little bit more because that's acceptable. But then to say to one of your friends, oh, look, you know, maybe you're having a bit too much there, mate is now seen as being offensive. But then you've got yeah. to ask, you know, on, on that point is, what is the underlining reason in that? What is the under, you know, is it that, is it being offensive or is it just that you've got an insecurity now which you're not willing to deal with? Yeah. A lot of this anti-diet brigade, like you mentioned that doctor, he actually lost weight on a diet and then suddenly he's, um, you know, anti-diet. But hang on a minute, you got to the way you were on a diet you know and the same thing happens with intuitive eaters you know oh you wish we all should eat intuitively now these intuitive eaters are that way because they've tracked their food for so long that they're educated you know intuitive eating it's actually a skill that has to be learned and it doesn't come naturally to people who have kind of unlearned that skill over the years 
And so, you know, they'd be eating all day if they were eating to hunger cues. So, you know, it's the same thing. They kind of, they're, they're, they're anti-dieting. It's like celebrities, like you say, who, you know, suddenly lose a load of weight. And then you're like, well, but you just were promoting body positivity and you were happy the way you were. And now you've lost a load of weight. I mean, I don't understand why they do that. You know, well, that, were that... you just pretending to be happy before? Sorry, so, there's, there's that woman. Sorry, sorry to jump in on that one. There's that body positivity model. I saw this yesterday, actually. It's just who has just been told that she needs to lose weight to be able to have a baby. Yeah. You know, and you know, and I think yeah, I think you know, and probably the reason why people get to this point is because they've tried every fad diet before. They've tried every extreme way to lose weight, and then go, God, this is horrible. I'd rather just be fat. You know, yeah. and instead of going, well, actually, if I take it back 10 steps and just start small, just start with a new behavior, start with a new change, start with doing something a little bit more positive. I don't need to cut loads of calories. I need to be aware. I need to be aware of what's in my food. I need to be aware of what I'm doing, because like anything, if I go to a party and I just drink loads of booze, I'm going to get hammered. But then if you know, I've got that thing, oh, some vodka's got 40%. Yeah. So maybe if I don't keep, if I don't have ten shots of vodka, but I have two shots of vodka and a water, then a couple of shots of it, I'm going to be lowering my intake a little bit, um, and and then taking it back and creating those lifestyle changes, which become a little bit easier. You probably won't get to that point where it gets to that point where it's like, oh, you know, that weight loss isn't for me. You know, you can't be talking about weight loss, and it's you know, I I think the deeper issue there's a deeper issue on that, and probably an insecurity and. Um, of something yeah. else you know because let's be honest and let's let's be let's be completely straight down the middle here it can't be nice walking up and downstairs getting out of breath it can't be you know I've, the amount of people i've spoke to who you know who've lost a lot of weight a lot a lot a lot of weight who've gone it was horrible sweating all day it was horrible having to shop in a different shop it was horrible you know walking through places and feeling like this you know so then to get to that point you know there's maybe um, another question to ask is, is there something, another reason why you're, you're part of the anti-diet brigade? Is it because of this and it's now a front to push that on? Yeah. So, I mean, going back to the calories on the menu thing, which is, which is what started this whole kind of thing for me thinking, oh God, here we go. You know, this uproar from the anti-diet brigade, they're going, oh, you know, it's going to contribute to disordered eating and triggering those with eating disorders. But not everybody is going to be like that, you know? They don't stop selling nuts because some people die from a nut allergy, you know? They don't, you just don't order them. So I think, you know, calories on a menu, in my eyes, are going to help those people who don't count calories associating, you know, how much energy density your food's got, you know? So a lot of people don't realise, you know, you know, that it's clean eating healthy they think they're eating clean eating healthy food but they're not actually realizing how much energy density that these food have or how little protein or how little fiber they're eating once they start tracking the food so it's like being given an informed choice about what you're eating and having the knowledge it's like an educational tool i mean calories are in our food we need a certain number of calories to survive and maintain a healthy weight and and i think if you find this triggering you don't have to use it but I think for most people, it's like putting tags on uh, clothes, right? A price tag. 
we look at those and think, okay, I've got this much in the bank. Can I afford to buy this? You know, we're making an informed decision about how much money we have and how much this item costs. And I think the same thing can be said of calories. You know, if you were choosing a meal, I was at Wagamama's the other day, the first time, you know, there's meals on there which are, can be a whole day's calories for some people. Now, you don't have to, you, you can choose that if you want to have, if you want to, but if you have a goal in mind or you don't want to spend that whole daily calorie allowance on that one meal, you don't have to. And it's knowing, it's just being, I hate this word, but being empowered with this knowledge. I think can help a lot of people. You know, you don't have to take a calculator for dinner and whip my fitness pal out. You know, it's creating awareness. It's like that, sorry, I'm going off on one now, but it's like that traffic light system on packaged food, right? We see it in the supermarket. It gives us awareness and knowledge about what's in the food. So how is it different putting calories on menus? You know, if it's triggering for you or you you don't have to use it. You know, if you've got millions of pounds in the bank, you don't have to look at the price tag. Just don't look. But yeah. So obviously, you know, if you've got an eating disorder, then it, it's not, you just ignore it. But I think people out there with fat loss goals, for example, they need support. It's not just people with eating disorders that need to be supported and, you know, not having triggering things for them. But so. why, why, are we, why are people only saying about eating disorders for people who are skinny what they're saying well no they're saying that it'll say would you would sorry would you not say it's a little bit pot kettle that if you are quite overweight you've got potential got an eating disorder as it is and it's like it's like and it's like you just said with a price tag if you spend too much money you put yourself into debt you've got a spending disorder whether you scrimp and scrape every penny, you know you've got you've got the both extremes. Now, if you if you are, you know, this is this is creating people to have eating disorders. But we have got a lot of people who have eating disorders because once we've binge eating, that's an eating disorder. You know, all um, eating too much and putting yourself into being overweight it's technically is, is an eating disorder as well, isn't it? Well, there's disordered eating, isn't there? And then there's eating disorders, and then there's people that eat too much. Yeah. But yeah, I get, I yeah, I get that. So yeah, I just think, you know, I think it can be helpful for most people. If it's not helpful for you, don't use it. But we don't need to kind of create this society where it, where it, it's like um, what do you call it? It's like a tribal mentality, right? You know, they. they Okay, I'm going to go into this now. (laughs) As people, we have these tribes that we belong to, right? We like to hang around other people that make us, that believe the same things, right? So it's your tribe. For example, if you're a runner, your tribe might be a running group. And and mostly these tribes are harmless. You know, there's other things. There's things like vegan and CrossFit. and, And there's usually nothing wrong with this. But sometimes these kind of tribes, like the anti diet brigade or the haze the health at every size tribe can become a bit dangerous because they suddenly become a person's identity and if you don't agree with it then you're disagreeing not just with the idea you're disagreeing with them and so they see it as this kind of you know personal attack so if you kind of you're disagreeing with this anti-diet tribe on online or you know you see people trolled about it all the time 
you know, you're uh, particularly, you know, weight loss coaches, you know, you'll, they'll be trolled by the anti-diet brigade saying you're promoting unhealthy eating. So, you know, it's, it's like they take it personally. So, yeah, I just think um, there's a, there was a really good example of it re, uh, a while back. Do you remember that uh, obesity, can the cancer and obesity campaign? Do you remember when they had and it kicked up to get to get all the adverts taken down yeah. yeah and it was like all these people were offended because cancer research which is this organization which is working really hard to eradicate this hideous disease <laughs> from the face of the earth was actually raising awareness about the link between cancer and obesity and they were all kind of getting all these people were getting really super angry and accusing the cancer research of fat shaming and, and it was just ridiculous. It was like, you know, it's no different from saying something like HIV kills. It doesn't mean that everyone that has HIV is a bad person. I mean, sure, it was a bit of clickbait. I get that. But it doesn't make it wrong. I just think, you know, yeah, I just think people kind of, they're getting, they're getting, it, just, it was absurd that they were trying to uh, shame, well, they were trying to accuse cancer research of, of, of fat shaming when actually they are just trying to point out um, that, you know, obesity and cancer is, is linked. Well, it's you know? it's, so it's, it's looking in the mirror, isn't it? Yeah, and I and I just think it's important that we talk about it because obesity is a it's on the rise. It's a serious problem. It has serious health risks. It's only going to get worse. And if people are getting offended every time we talk about weight loss and obesity, then you know it, it's putting your head in the sand, really. I mean, I know obesity is complex. You know, there's it's, it's a lot. It's not as simple as just saying you know you eat too much, you're lazy. <clears throat> it's like saying. Uh, stop being so sad if you're depressed but but I just think you know raising awareness about it and 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 talking about it is, is important so you know you, there's lots of things you can you, you know educating yourself on good food and nutrition and working on your mindset with health and fitness and you know deciding what you can eat and what you want to eat and what you don't eat you know there's lots of things that you can do you know cutting with you know improving your health and fitness but I just think understanding the problems of obesity is important. <laughs> I got myself really confused there, but I just get a little bit hit up about it. It's, uh, well, I think what we do, understand, I yeah. think what people are doing at the minute is they're taking ownership from people. So we're not telling, yeah, okay, yeah, we do know that obesity isn't just as, it, it isn't as simple as eat less, move more, but it is. Because I have, we haven't met one person who eats less and moves a little bit more who doesn't lose weight. But that's when it, when it becomes into the multifaceted part of okay, you got you got this factor, you got these, you got these as well. Yeah. I feel like I feel like at the moment this health at every size and all these other stuff is taking away the ownership from a person. It's not your fault. Well, actually, yeah, it is. It is. It is your fault. If you are overweight, it's nobody else's fault barring yours at the moment because. Nobody can change it. Nobody in your past life can change it. What's happened in the past has, has happened. It might not be your fault in the past. X, Y, and Z now might not be your fault, but the one thing we do know it is it is your responsibility. 
Now, you are the person who can change this. And I like this, health for every size is taking people down the road and misleading people that you can be healthy every size. So then the moment that cancer research comes out with facts, they then come out and go, well, we don't like this. Well, it doesn't matter whether you like it or not, because I don't like the facts. I'm ginger and I can't go out in the sun. But I know that if I go out in the sun, I'm going to get a little bit sunburned. Now, we know from facts that, yeah, you might not get cancer. You might not get diabetes. You might not get this. But the facts are, if you do eat too much, and that is a conscious, sometimes it becomes unconscious, but it is still a decision that you make yourself, that later down the line, you may get X, Y, and Z from putting yourself at these. And we also know as well with facts is that if you do lose a little bit of weight, you are going to increase your health markers, you know? So coming out, like, as you mentioned a moment ago, coming out and saying this to people, that it's not, you know, but X, Y, and Z, you don't need to lose weight. You don't need to do this. We're anti-diet brigade. We're healthy every side is, as you know, as you said, it's a, it, it can become a dangerous cult and, uh, you know, yeah. very, very dangerous cult because, you know, it, you, whether you like it or not, people go, oh, yeah, I, I smoked for 700 years and I didn't get cancer. I, that's why I think I lived to 140. Like, well, probably not, mate, but, you, you know, you just didn't have the things which the majority of people get. And that's the same with being overly overweight is that, you know, or overweight is we all put ourselves at the risk, but you need to be aware as well of, <laughs> of yeah, well, risks. But yeah, I mean, the, the research is really clear on that. You're more at risk of numerous diseases and, you know, health risks if you're carrying excess weight. And this whole, you know, I like the saying of, um, what is it? You can be healthy at every size that doesn't increase your disease and mortality. You can be healthy at every, at every size that doesn't reduce your quality or quantity of life. But you can't be healthy at every size just because you've decided that, you know, that's what you're going to be. It's not actually how it works. You can't just decide, I'm going to be a beast and I'm going to be fine and healthy. Yeah. You don't get to decide that yourself, you know? Yeah, so that's over opinion. I think, yeah. And I just think, you know, they're trying to spread this misinformation and trying to normalize a, a, a body state that actually increases your risk of disease. And I also think that they're trying to prevent the discussion that could save lives. They're trying to prevent dieting talk and weight loss talk. So I, you know, I just, I just think, um, I've, I've yeah. One point on that one. I think we're just okay. saying that is, I think it's good that you're trying to make people feel better. And this is what this is technically is what these movements are for was to make people feel a bit better in themselves, maybe build a little bit of confidence. But are you, by doing that, by doing this, are you making somebody feel better? But you're then also pulling the wool over their eyes, and you, you're basically you, you're putting one hand on the shoulder, tapping them on the shoulder, if you're sticking the knife in the back. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And you know, I was going to go on to talk about um, social media and how ironic it is for these anti-diet um, people. They take photos of their overweight bodies and they and they and they put them on the um, on the gram, you know, protesting against, you know, against, you know, all the other unrealistic body standards. But they don't realize that actually, because they're trying to normalize a, a, a body state that, you know, is going to increase their health risk, they're doing just as much damage, if not more, 
than the people they're trying to accuse of creating unrealistic body standards, you know? So, and a lot of these people have, you know, young followers and I, I just think it's just not the sort of message that you should be giving people and particularly children when, you know, our obesity rates are, you know, skyrocketing, you know, and I think we're really quick to blame these fitspos and I'm, you know, I know some of them are, are, are you know, terrible, but we're quick to blame them for like these fitness models for having unrealistic body standards, but there's a lot of positivity, I think, that comes out of social media. You know, a lot of people are becoming more health conscious. So as long as you're following the right people and not, you know, the celebrity promoting the boom bod detox tea or the, the fitspo that has these popping ads all year round, because believe me, they don't. They diet down for those photos and then they use them all year round, don't they? But I think there's a lot of people that are now promoting, um, like us, for example, we're promoting healthy weight loss. We're promoting fitness, uh, lifting weight, you know, expanding your diets with lots of, you know, um, good healthy food. So uh, what I'm trying to say is I understand it for some people it can have the opposite effect when you're, when you're following people on social media, but um you have to surround yourself with the with the people with the right message, you know, people who um, you know, especially women, you know, starting to lift weights, proper weights, realizing the importance of building muscle and strength and fueling their bodies rather than starving themselves and things like that. I just think using social media as a tool, you know, and like any tool, it's how you use it what um that you know, that matters. It's who you follow. And if somebody is making you feel bad about yourself, then stop following them. You know, if you're susceptible to body images, you know, body image issues, then you have to carefully pick who you follow. But that doesn't mean everybody's going to have a negative experience. But well, also, but then also on that as well, kids follow athletes who they want to be like. So yeah, what is wrong with seeing somebody who's a bit leaner than you and going, oh, they're lean? Because the thing is, people go. It's an unrealistic body achievement. No, it's not. Because if somebody else can get to that body, unless the, unless the photo has been photoshopped, the only yeah. unrealistic view of a body is what you create in your own head. Now, if somebody else can get there, so can you. If somebody else can put all in that all that hard work in, so can you. You know, as long as it's not, you know, as you said, as long as it's not becoming damaging. But I don't see the problem of. People, you know, I, even though we say don't, you know, you don't want to, don't compare yourself to other people. But if somebody else has got somewhere, unless you've got a fixed and a closed mindset, you can get there as well. But then, you know, obviously, then you've got that point of what's their lifestyle like? What are they doing each day? How are they getting there? What's my lifestyle yeah. like? Can I get there? Is it, is it achievable yeah. for me to get there? You know, what, what's wrong with having something that you admire? You know, is it because, you know, all these people then go, oh, that's unrealistic. Why is it unrealistic? Because you failed before. Is it unrealistic because you've attempted to die probably the wrong way before? Oh, look at them. I'd never be able to run a marathon. Yeah, you're right. You wouldn't be able to run a marathon because you've just told yourself you'd never be able to run a marathon. Now, you know, and that's what this, it seems to be like what this um, anti-diet, you know, we're telling people that that's, unachievable no it's not if that person on either side of that camera looks like that 
you potentially can get to that point as well if you desire or your lifestyle permits for it. Now, if it, you can get so far, and then you, you know, like I've got no, I've got no desire ever to get lean, 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 lean. I'm happy with where I sit because I get the best, best of both for me. I get to, I get to enjoy training. I eat well, and then I play, and then I play as well. I eat sweets, um, and I, and I drink booze. But I wouldn't want to get to that point. But you know, you've got to have that point. What you know, we're, we're humans. We like to progress. So to then go, oh, all yeah. this is unrealistic. Oh, it's, it's no, that's because then for the time being, maybe set your bar a little bit lower. Have a look at somebody who's, if you're, I don't know, makes I say massively overweight, look at somebody who's just a little bit less overweight. Get to that and then yeah. choose the next one. Get to it, you know, and then as it's you bit, said. Yeah. They're not lean like that year round. No. Nobody no. stays that lean year round. No. And these are the people you need to unfollow. If they, at, uh, uh, promoting the fact that they are like that year round then they're not the people to follow because they're not these yeah. fitness models um some of them they will diet down to, to extreme leanness and they'll only stay that way for a few days yeah. for a photo shoot i'll take you know 12 photos which they'll use every month of the year and then and then pretend that this is the way they're always <laughs> exactly so that's what I mean about finding the right people to yeah. follow. And there are loads of them out there promoting really good stuff like us, you know, about, you know, strength training, good nutrition, you know, all of that kind of thing. So, yeah, it's just something to be aware of. But I do think it's funny how these, you know, anti-diet people do do think they're doing um, doing good by... Um, promoting their bodies or there's nothing wrong with with being happy in your own body for them but they're promoting to other people to say this is okay for you to be like this as well when it's like well you know nothing about them and i think that's a dangerous message it's being a hypocrite let's be honest it's oh anti-diet you can't look like that person who's lean but you can look like me why hold on it's that's isn't that being a bit of a hypocrite Right, well, no, yeah. not really. Well, actually, you're criticising somebody who's leaner than you and telling you that you can't do that because it's unrealistic, but then you're telling me that, I, then, you know, this is a realistic body. It's not a realistic body. Yeah. It's a body exactly. where it's hard to get because you have worked hard yeah. to get that body because you've put in the effort of going out more, socialising, you put in the effort of eating more calories, drinking more calories. There's, but you, you, you're both put in the so the lean person and you have put in the same effort just at a different end of the spectrum while the leaner person is putting in that effort to restrict the food or the, the extra calories then that other person is putting the effort to not restrict and you know and as we know with like fitness nutrition is it's action based and it's results orientated whatever you do you will see if you are consistently working hard to do one thing, you will see that. Now, if you're working hard in the opposite way, you will will, will also see that as well. So, I, th I think it's very, you know, I, I think it comes across as being quite hypocritical. You know, I, I, and I think yeah. you, you talk about, but we always talk about body shaming, body shaming fat people, but you're also body shaming skinny people because you're telling that person who may be a little bit insecure that person who has who is lean who probably may may also have the same mental issues that you may have you're telling everybody that their way of life is wrong and you're telling everybody yeah. that, their, that their standard which they've set for themselves which they achieve is unattainable 
And it's, you know, it's very, very hypocritical. Like, I think it's very, very hypocritical how you can say one thing to one end, but then expect it to be fine to the next. If you, you know, if you're all about this health at every size, you know, anti-diet, whatever else, then it should be, everybody should be accepted and say, look, you know, you can get wherever you want to get, but you've got to understand there's restrictions on your end, there's restrictions here, there's this, there's this, there's yeah. this, there's all different. So, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a myriad of different yeah. um, things which will get you or not. Yeah. But, I mean, if you want to diet because it makes you feel good, then that's totally up to you. It's your body. You can do it. Just make sure you do it right for you. You know, you need good coaching, exercise, behavioral stuff, um, social support and, and good education about it. But for, if you want to lose weight for any reason, you're allowed to, you know, and you shouldn't be shamed for wanting to. And this is what the whole my whole the whole message from the beginning is about is that. Yeah, you are shamed into wanting to change your body by this anti-diet brigade because they say, you know, all diets don't work, which isn't true, you know. Uh, all fad diets don't work, yeah. But if you do it right and you do it properly and you change, you know, your lifestyle with your habits and your, you know, the, your behavior change and all of that, then they do work. They absolutely work. So. Everything works if you if you stick to it, doesn't it? You know, every, everything does. It will, and to say it doesn't, to say an anti-diet diets diet don't work, just proves that you've stopped. Because well, you, it proves they're not getting the right education when they yeah. do diet. You know, they're like, oh, but you'll gain it all back again. No, you won't. Not if you've done it right. Not if if you followed a fad diet. Sure, if they called it the anti-fad diet brigade, then I'd be all for that. But they're not. They're saying any diet, any form of restriction, any sort of wanting to lose weight is wrong. Hold on. And I any just form think of restriction is wrong. How? This is what they're saying. Yeah. How backwards. How backwards is that comment? Yeah. You should intuitive eat. Well, nobody. Most people don't know. If you're overweight, you've lost the ability to intuitive eat. All right. It's just simple. It's a really hard skill to have, and it's something you need to relearn. And, you know, you can't say to somebody who is, is overweight or obese, you just need to intuitive eat. They've been intuitive eating for the last 10 years. That's why they're in the place they're in, you know? So that's where it gets all muddled and a bit kind of like, I'm not quite sure what you're promoting here. You're promoting, you know, somebody not to diet who needs to lose some weight for, health, for their health reasons by... Um, and telling them to intuitive eat. I think that's probably what's got them in the place that they're in in the first place, is and intuitive eating. I also know as well, but when, when the more weight you get on, the more, the more if your stomach starts to expand and you intuitively eat, your 80% yeah. of fullness could still be a huge excess anyway. Yeah. And it's a skill learning hunger, hunger cues. And if you've not known your hunger cues for, for a long time, then it's something that you, you have to relearn. It's not as easy as just saying, just eat when you're hungry and stop when you're full. But I tell you what, if I was restricted, if I, if, I, if I just stopped being restrictive on certain things, I would be well over. I'm <laughs> I've literally got to go yeah. sweets away from me now. Or I'll put them down. Like, <laughs> Imagine with the kids, and they're like, oh, I want another pack of crisps. Yeah, we don't believe in restriction in here. Well, you better believe in diabetes and mate. Because that's what's going to happen yeah. if you let your kids do all that as well. It's just to me like that, that about don't be restrictive. 
if I'm honest, I'm going to say this one. It's a bit lazy, isn't it? it that, is a, that is a bit... It's, that's basically somebody saying, I don't want to work hard because I don't believe that I can do it. And, you know, that's... That's where that's where, that's where I think that that comment comes from. It's like someone goes, "Oh, you know, oh, it's hard being restrictive, so I just don't do it." And you're like, "Well, you're basically just giving up on yourself there." You know, that's where I think that yeah. comment comes from. That's very. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll anyway. see what you said about the beginning on that one, Sarah. We can say what we want and see what the response is. Well, exactly. I think that we, yeah, I don't think that people should be shamed into wanting to lose weight or change their, change their lifestyle because of the anti-diet brigade. That was my message. And, and also this whole um, calorie thing on menu thing, which is going to come up more and more because they, they're just, I think they're just going to start trialing it. But, you know, I think it's a great thing, you know, and it doesn't, understanding calories doesn't cause eating disorders. You know, count calories is uh, the education about calories. I think is a good idea for everyone, but um, you know, and most people don't have eating disorders, so so that means putting calories on menus will probably benefit most people. And a lot of people do struggle with their weight, and calories are the direct issue of this. So understanding this problem is is surely going to help. You know, and actually, when you know about calories, do not think that it actually means that you have more food freedom i know it does for me no, I was, I was you know it stops you demonizing certain foods and food types because it just just allows you to see how the whole calorie balance thing works i think it creates that yeah, i think it creates a healthy balance whether you count calories or not knowing it's education isn't it so you've just said understanding calories you know uh, it isn't going to cause an eating disorder no i think that not understanding calories is more likely to cause disordered eating. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. So to be, you know, it's like saying to somebody, oh, there's like it's like going on holiday to a different country. And you go to you go on holiday and you're about to cross the road and you look right instead of left. And you've just looked the wrong way because you're like, well, I don't care. I'm a Brit abroad. So everyone drives on the left hand side of the road. Like, well, actually, mate, if you understood you'd gone to Spain, you would have realized that yeah. people drive on the other side of the road here and you wouldn't have just been run over. You know, so education, education is massive. Yeah. Understanding calories and understanding what's in your food. You know, the amount of people who who come into the group and go, I don't really eat a lot. And I go, let's have a look at your week's tracking. And they go, and by the end of the week, we go, oh, I can't realise, I didn't realise how much food yeah. I ate. And then you go, yeah. oh, now I've got a better understanding of what's going in, what's going out. Now I know that, okay, if I want to save a little bit here for later, I can still do this. I can still eat all the foods I want, but I'm just more aware. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think that saying, not understanding, like, if you don't understand calories, you've got more of a chance of disordered eating than if you do understand calories, because you understand yeah. energy balance. And you know, to become, yeah. to become an expert in your own body means that you, you are able to then live life to, to its fullest. Like you're saying with your, like, your mental health, your mental resilience, your exercise, your movement, the more you understand about yourself, what you can, and need to improve on, then you're you're going to become a lot better. You're going to become a lot better and live a lot easier. So say about not understanding it and then expecting to live life to its fullest, you know, it isn't really going to happen either, is it? Yeah, no. And you don't have to use these calorie amounts on the on. You don't have to use it if you want to use it. Great. If you don't, don't. 
you know nobody's saying that it, it's 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 something that you have to do but yeah i think it's about having and making an informed choice about what you're eating and i know i think it's a good idea because people don't realize how much they're eating so yeah <laughs> that's probably all i've got to say on the subject i think i've said enough I just think personally as well is don't put yourself to everybody else's standards just because somebody can't be asked to understand calories don't want to understand calories maybe because they failed at it before they're telling you that you shouldn't understand calories I don't think that's the right approach if you know is do what you know you, you don't know all these people as well you don't know all these people telling you oh yeah calories are bad don't don't learn about calories you're like you don't understand that maybe they've tried to calorie count 40 times before they've tried all these diets and now they've physically had enough and they're like they, they've now got to put themselves into that position whereas i'm like well yeah if, if other people can do it then so can i you know if other people can get there yeah. so can i and you know it's like anything else if you want to become good at something you've got to learn so then to tell people not to learn is like, why? Why are, you, why are you telling people not to learn something? Why are, you, why, are you, why, are you, why are you actively promoting somebody not to become a better version of themselves? Why are you promoting for them to become more overweight, yeah. more less health aware? You know, I think, it's a, I think it's a bad message. No, and it just it appears to be getting bigger and bigger, this whole, you know, brigade or tribe or whatever you want to call them. And I just, wanted to talk about how it's you know it's i think it's damaging anyway yeah very damaging so understand nutrition right. learn about calories if you want to don't learn about calories learn about portion size you know learn yeah. about being progressive become a little bit better you know put your don't don't put your standards onto or don't set your standards onto what other people tell you your standards should be if you don't like the look of calories on a, on a menu don't look at it Simple. Yeah. You know, if you don't want to yeah. calorie count, do portion control. Don't do it. Do something else. Yeah. There's you know? so many other things you can do. You don't have to do it. Knowing what a calorie is and what calorie that and that calories are in food is a good thing. But that's maybe all you want to know, and that's absolutely fine. But don't become don't become part of the illusion that you can be healthy at every size and that dieting is bad. Because if you are overweight, dieting has been proven to increase your health markers by losing a little bit of weight you can't be healthy at every size we already know this because obesity is is it the second is it off the top of my head is it the second leading cause of cancer in the uk um is it um, i believe off the top uh, of my head. i kind of know this choices um yeah. you know so these are hard facts which we do know so yeah Anything else to add on to that, Sarah? I think it's the second half. Well, I just think if you want to diet, it's totally up to you. It's your body. It's your decision. As long as you obviously do it with the right support of the right diet, the right thing for you, the right education. But don't let anybody tell you that you can't change your body. It doesn't even have to be like if you're not, if you're not doing it for your health. If you could do it for anything you want. You know, if you want to just do it to rock a bikini on the beach, that is totally fine. And don't let anybody say, oh, you know, you really don't need to lose weight or you shouldn't be doing that. If you're doing it in the right way with the right support, then it is totally up to you. That would be my message. Yeah, don't let their insecurities drive you. 
No, don't be don't be driven by the anti diet brigade. <laughs> Happy mate. Yeah, I think I think I've droned on long enough. Right, I've enjoyed that again. So I'll have a look at something else we can talk about probably next week. Right, Sarah. All right. Have you got any more you want to add before we uh, before we close it? No, all good. No, perfect. Mega mega podcast again. I'll see you in a bit, mate. Bye. Bye-bye.